Welcome to the Bullpen Session. I am Patrick Lillis and excited to be back. This is episode one of season two. And today we are talking with my good friend and actor Trevor Long. I've known Trevor for over 20 years. I was glad to sit down with him. He's a great actor. I first met him when he was doing his play at Center Stage, a Labyrinth Theatre Company play by Stephen Girgis called In Arabia We'd All Be Kings. And Trevor's just uh, somebody who's been working consistently and is, like myself, just, you know, loves theater, loves doing new plays. And um, you may have seen him. He just finished his two-season run as Cage Langmore on uh, Langmore on Ozark, uh, a great show. And it, it was a great conversation. And one of the things that I really appreciate that you'll hear him talk about is just his way of being very comfortable uh, talking with other people in the industry. I mean, you think that should be obvious. Do a podcast, that's what we're doing. But just that idea of dropping in and reminding people that you are around and that you're friends and that you like to work. And I think I take that for granted. As I'm starting season two, I'm thinking about that need. Not only, a, you know, my goal here is to have conversations with people to share the process of how did they get there and how to build a career, but also to remind people that you want one. And one of the things I did uh, that Lee and I did, and I'm uh, really grateful when we launched the podcast last year, is we sent out hundreds of emails telling people we were doing this. And one of the places we dropped an email to was the Southeast Theater Conference, one of the largest educational professional conferences in the country, I think the largest. And their mission is very similar to the farm. They have a, a tagline that says, connecting you to opportunities nationwide. And it's true. It's what they do. And I've had a great experience uh, presenting at the Southeast Theater Conference on the Farm Theater and talking about the College Collaboration Project. And I sent them a note. You know, they were one of like 100 people I wrote to saying, hey, we're doing this podcast. We're really excited. And here's what we're doing. And they wrote back. They listened. They were really interested because our mission, the farm's mission and their mission are very similar. And after talking after the first season, they approached us, uh, the farm, and myself about hosting. And I'm excited. We'll talk to you more, but we're going to host a live podcast at the conference this year in February. So, of course, I'll talk more about that uh, as we get closer. We're going to do different interviews, but I'm really, I'm really excited. And it came out of this thing that happened in the conversation with Trevor. It came out of just sharing with somebody what I was doing and them connecting, saying they like it and they want to do it too. And then out of that came an opportunity to build up, to build the potential for this live recording. And so as we're entering into season two, I just want to say, it's like, yeah, talk to people, remind them that you like to work, you know, remind, it's, it sounds so simple, but just to say like, yeah, I'd love to do that with you, or, hey, I wanted to do something like that. And listening to Trevor uh, talk about his casual way was good for me because I'm not great at that. I, I don't self-promote as much as I would like to. And it was just really nice to be in that conversation with him. Uh, to hear him say he did it, and and I'm excited because out of that came the SCTC, and I'm going to talk about a couple other things. I had a, you know, I had a play reading of a play I wrote happen uh, two weeks ago, and a couple of people suggested places I send the play, and and I was thinking back, uh, you know, I was thinking about this conversation, and I just said to, I said to them, hey, you know, do you know somebody there? Would you send it? And they did, and it was just it's really nice to know that you're not alone. And the job you had 
today or, the, you know, because I was at a conference a year ago, those relationships continue on and everybody wants to hear from you. And it's just, it was a great reminder. And I, I really appreciate that Trevor uh, said it in the talk that you're about to listen to because I saw him and I invited him to do the podcast because I saw him doing a benefit reading of a 10-minute play. And uh, and while we were there, he said, hey, we should do something together. I'd love to, you know, do a play reading or, you know, not like, hey, I'd love to do a Broadway show or I'd love to do another TV show. Just I want to do something. And, uh, and I went, hey, come in and talk with us. And so that is what you are going to hear today, uh, my conversation with my good friend Trevor. And glad to be back for season two. Glad you're listening. And with that, play ball. Because one of the questions came, it's like, all right, when did you know you were going to make a living? Wow. When did you know you were going to make a living? Um, I still don't know. Uh, you know <laughs> I mean, seriously, it's like, because it's so funny, like, if you, you think, I remember when I was, you know, doing a lot of theater, and I look at someone like a Ortiz or Zayas, I'm like, oh, they're doing these TV shows, and oh, they must just be really hitting it, and, you know, they're getting out there. But... It's not, you know, it's job to job. I mean, so it's like, it's great. You do you do a TV, and especially if one gets exposure. But then it's there's, then you could be sitting around for four months, five months. So it's, and, and you could be sitting around for four months. Yeah. Even if the even if you continue with the show. That's right. Because there's all that downtime. Yep. Yeah, it was funny yeah. when I saw you at the, event thing. You know, you did the show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Before. I was wondering, I was just thinking that, if you had seen that. Yeah. You did see it. I saw right. it. It was great. And we yeah. talked, and you're like, yeah. hey, man, we should do something. We should do a reading yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And in my head, because I'm, you know, binging your show. Right I'm now? like, uh, Wow. I just, yeah. I was, yeah. at the time, I was watching, uh, I just finished season one, I think, when I saw oh, you. wow. And I was like... Well, how does he have time? He's he's in the Ozarks. <laughs> First of all, it's Atlanta. That's the, right, right. But that's the perception, yeah, isn't I it? I know. It's the perception, and it's like even like I said, even even after that show, you know, I didn't work for for well, it didn't come out until August. I didn't work until the fall, you know, late in the fall. So it's you know, um, yes, I'm I'm making a living. Right. I think in my head, I knew. Um, I knew that I needed to stop doing survival jobs. It's somehow and like get by, um, you know, through like Julie does. I did voiceovers. You know, I would do unemployment because um, the survival jobs were just killing me. Um, and I did them for years. You know, I think the last survival job I had was two thousand six. And when did you take the? Yeah, this is great actually. Get that because it was funny. I remember you worked. I worked for Justin. Work remember selling yep, clothes. Seventeenth Street. Yep, the um, fish for the hip consignment. I parked cars. I catered. I waited. I worked in banks proofreading. Um, that went dry. Like proofreading, they stopped doing. It. Like it was stopped you, doing it the way they were doing. Yeah, it. used to make so much money, and then now they, they when the economy you know went bad, they just started doing it themselves. So temp work, I didn't, have, you know, proofreading went kind of dry. So it was just like, uh, how'd you take the? I knew you had to do it. Mm -hmm. How'd you take the leap? What what gave you? Well, the I gotta be honest. To my, my wife, um, I had a very supporting partner, and she also has 
and does have a real job in the real business world. So when times were lean, she would be there to, to help us get through. Um, so that really, I'm very grateful for that. And that just kept me out of having, especially when we had a kid, you know, I have a 10 year old, as you know, Ronan, I just, uh, yes, you have the pressure to make money, but I knew that it was more important for me to be home with my child when I'm not working than to try to go to some restaurant job and do this and do that. So, right, it's better to pursue the quality. Yeah, I'd rather be with my child and struggle a little bit financially than try to just, you know, go out and do a restaurant job and use that to pay the nanny. Or, right, right, that even exchange, you know? like, come in so, left, go out right. Yeah, you know? I mean, you know, so it, it, you know, a lot of years of unemployment, a lot of years of, of just, just getting by. And then, uh, you know, obviously TV, uh, doing TV work has definitely helped um, help me stay stable and and uh but that's before that's before the yeah. last two years of or a couple of years of ozark that's before that doing yeah. tv yeah yeah uh, well i mean ozark was the first big thing but but uh before ozark it was just little things here and there yeah. you know i did that show remember yeah. oh winter sun <laughs> yeah with brett leonard brought me in who, you know lab guy brett in case people don't know brett leonard he's a great writer and a lab member um uh, you know, that was 2013, and then the show got canceled after the first season. It was a, it was a great show, but it just got, you know, didn't, the numbers weren't there. And then back to unemployment, you know. You think, oh, my God, this is it. You know, was, I had a big character, very visible character with Mark Strong uh, acting opposite him. And you think, oh, my God. I remember going into Agents. I was so cocky after it. I was like... <laughs> I was like, I want to meet Gersh, I want to meet Innovative, you know, I've, I've got this pit role, you know, it's going to be huge, it's AMC, they're touting as the next Breaking Bad, and every one of them just kind of looked at me like, I got the meetings because I had connections or someone, you know, like Ortiz with Gersh, and they just look at me like, come back next season, we'll see if you're in season two. I'm like, what? What do you mean? Yeah, of course. I'll be, I'm in season one right now. And they're like... <laughs> it's happening. Yeah, they're like, we'll talk to you when season two comes out. And I was like, fuck. You can do anything. Oh, I can swear. Good. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, you know, it's just... you. you and it's funny because you... Yeah, I, I want to ask about that, but it's... How disheartening when you think about the fact yeah. that that was five years ago, five years prior to that, yeah. you'd have thought... Oh, if I have a show, yeah. everyone will open the door. Yeah. So why wouldn't they want me? I'm yeah. making money. I'm going to get And you're money. doing great work, and, and, it's, and it's with great, you know, uh, actors, and it's, 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 you know, it's a great, it's a, it's a legit, gritty legit. show. Yeah. It's on cable, and you think, here we go. And I remember Sidney once joking around. He was doing um, Our Lady of East Orange, remember, with... Um, a little flower. A little flower, yes, yeah. thanks. Stephen Geary's play, and uh, I remember Sydney, and you know Sydney jokes around, but he was really serious. He's like, "My career's set," you know, and and I understand you understand that mentality. You're like you're in a, a Phil the Philip Seymour Holmes directing. You're on a Geary's play on at, at the, the public. public. You're like, dude, I'm set, and it's there's just there are just no guarantees. It's it's funny. I was like, I I liked that. The question was. Yeah, how did, when did you know? And that this, yeah. another person, he text, I texted a bunch of people today yeah. and uh, just five, six people because yeah. I was like, what do I want to know? And the truth is, like, I have my four questions. And one of them 
in it said uh, the, her friend had working a restaurant job and the restaurant's shutting down for yeah. a couple months. Yeah. And he said, uh, I think I'm going to get unemployment. I'm like, well, you should. It's yeah. the National Endowment of the Arts as far as I'm yeah. concerned. You you're know, paying into it. You pay into it and yeah. it's, just, it's a way to support so that Absolutely. you can focus full time and chase yeah. the job. And you don't know. You don't, you know, it's almost interesting to think that your day job is almost as insecure as your acting right. job. But. So, Go for it. And the other thing about unemployment that people may not know, you can still collect it when you get residual checks. So even if you get money coming in, that, that doesn't need it's to It's not go. work. No, it's right. not work. So you can still be getting income and still collect unemployment. So that's, that's really nice. Right. You know? Although the old days when unemployment used to be 12 months, I mean, you'd get it for extended period through the whole year. Not anymore, <laughs> man. Six months, out. You know, but like I'm saying, so even where I am now, my career, I still collect it. Sure, of course. Paid into it. Between jobs, even if I work that week or two weeks, three weeks, I don't collect. But once that hits, I get my unemployment. I take it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go back. But also, let me say to the plan, let me say one thing about when did you know. Um, I knew in my heart, though, there was no plan B. Meaning, survival jobs, yes but not, I'm going to give it three years and then I'm going to go into corporate America. I, I knew that I wasn't going to go in with that mentality. Like, right, you didn't set a deadline. Right, or I didn't set, I didn't try to juggle. You know, I know a lot of actors, and that's really hard to juggle a nine-to-five full-time job five days a week, and that's really hard. You know, uh, it's a really tough thing. I don't think I could have done it. And it's just tough to, like, try to get out and go to an audition. And now it's probably easier with self-tape because everything's self-tape now. Like, everything. Um, Everything. It's very funny. Yeah. Alex Riad and I are doing a play. Yeah. I just watched, as a director, my first self-tape for the play. Wow. So they're doing it for plays. I don't know. I think they do. This person, you know, we were doing one day and Mm -hmm. this person was out of town and they offered and I said all right you know and then I watched it and I'm I, I hope this doesn't happen to every actor but you know I'm watching it on my phone no yeah you know and I'm and I'm like oh this person's good yeah. and I sent it to the playwright and said you should yeah. watch this you know but it was so easy yeah in a in a you know it's not the same as being in the room right. for the play but I thought oh that that it was you, odd for me. You know, and it's interesting. I A lot of actors prefer to be in the room. I do not. I prefer to have the control and do 30 takes, 40 takes. You know, I can look at it. I can put the camera real close. If I'm, if it's a very intimate scene, talk real, you know, at, a, at ever, you know. When you go into a room and the camera's at a distance, they give you one take, maybe two takes, three at the most. And there's a little bit more nerves and blah, blah, blah. And you, if you mess up a lot, because I try to memorize it, go in and do it as if I'm shooting it. So it's like you go in the room and you're worried about uh, are the lines there. And so to me, it's much more relaxing to just do it, send it out. Well, and I like that you say and control it. Like, I feel like you can yeah, make, you, you have all the ability in this film. Yeah, and look at it and go, if you can look at yourself and go objectively and go, that that's not good, let's do it again. Or you, you shoot like five in a row and you're like, love this one, don't like that, don't like So it's Right, why it's not? Great. Put yourself in the best light. Absolutely. Yeah. You know. And so with no, no, no uh, plan B, starting two, at least 2006, yeah. no day job, no plan B, right. going for it. 
what it's funny my question is not when did you know but who at what moment or who or what got you to the next level however you want to define that at any point in your career um, did you feel like oh I, I got to the next step right and how did it happen you know again going back to that AMC thing I mean that was a big break okay let's back up one I, I you know I did that film Killing Them Softly with and Max um, Max Cassella oh. played my brother and it was a Brad Pitt film and it was like the role that on, on paper was a lot bigger than what ended up in the film because the film they had to cut it way down and our scenes weren't that necessary at that point I was like oh man this is you know a huge break and how I got cast and that was like a fluke like Sarah Fargo from Paradigm was not my agent called me and said I think you'd be really good for this would your agents be cool if you come in and I and I did and I called my agents and they were like yeah it's fine it's fine which is very unusual yeah and so I went in how, how do you know her how'd she know you I, she, so when she was Phil's agent right. uh, she just knew me through lab a lot of plays and she was just thinking oh man he'd be perfect for this and she reached out to me and uh I got the audition, and then months later I got cast. So I thought, oh, this is huge. And, you know, again, it was great. But then there was silence afterward, you know. And so, and then when I did Low Hunter's Son, I thought, oh, man, this is a really great break. And it was. I did actually get my agent from that. I did get an agent, Abrams, who I'm with now. They did. But uh, you didn't get it from this first season going to meetings. I, I did. did. Okay. After the season ended... All those other agents said, come back second season. I did get a meeting with Abrams, and they were like, let's do it. And so I signed with them, and I'm still with them today. Um, and how did you get – I always ask this, but how did you get that meeting? Okay, so through Low Winter Sun, I actually met uh, my manager, who I'm with now. He was repping two of the writers in the show. And he and I hit it off. He came down to the set in Detroit. Uh, we hung out and we kept in touch and then I ended up working with him and then so it was just me and my manager and then he um, got me the meeting at Abrams and it worked out so you know I was like oh wow this is great and it definitely opened some doors but not you know things trickled in like a little guest star stuff and definitely better auditions and then I think I feel you know, it's still moving. You know, you're, there's always, like, you look at other people and go, well, they're always, always working. But I feel like the Ozark was definitely a door that, that because um, it's such a popular show and I, I had a really full season in season two, I definitely think, it's interesting, I definitely opened up a lot of doors. Um, the weird thing is the competition I'm going against is a lot harder. So, right. other known people. Yeah, other... you're going up against people that have resumes that are just like, oh my God, uh, which is great. You know, you're going in for roles and be considered for things that are pretty substantial, but then you're like, guy at Game of Thrones who's been on Game of Thrones for four years. Blah, blah, blah. So, it's it's daunting, but, but, but the opportunities definitely have. Um, and, which is cool, for the first time in my career, I'd say I've had four or five now just flat out offers. To do a role like on network guest oh, star, great. yeah. So they'll just call me, my agent will call me, like you got an offer for a Chicago PD or. Um, uh, um, and Ozark, Ozark, did you just go in? So that's interesting. So I knew again. I knew the showrunner from Low Winter. He was showrunner of Ozark, 
and I, I I hadn't spoken to him in a year, and I just reached out. I'm pretty good with that, like people that I know and just connect. I'm like, hey, man, I hear you're doing Ozark. Um, he's a great guy, Chris Mundy. And I was like, anything I'm right for, I'd love to come in. He's like, oh, yeah, of course. I'm like, yeah, okay. But he did bring me in for two other roles before I got Kate. He brought me in, I can't remember the first one. The second one was for uh, the guy, uh, Ross, my brother, yeah. played by Mark Machaca. I went in for that role, didn't get it. And then I did go into Alexa Fogel for Cade, one audition. That was it. it. That was it. It was the prison scene, um, two scenes, I think. It was the two scenes in the prison where she comes back twice, put that on tape. I didn't hear for months. And usually you hear pretty quickly in TV, fairly. It can be quick. If you know it's shooting in a month or three weeks, you're going to hear pretty quickly. I didn't hear literally, and the weird thing was when I heard, it was like five months later, and when I heard my wife was in the Ozarks when I got the role, that was like really weird. (laughs) So I called her up, I'm like, you're not going to believe this, but I just got cast in the show Ozarks. She's like, what? You know, she's in the Ozarks, so that was pretty cool. I've never been, so she's been. You were like, take pictures, tell me everything. Take me the whole lowdown, and I really wanted to go out there. And, and scope it out, but I just I didn't have time, and 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 uh, I researched other ways, but uh, you know, it was pretty wild. Five months. And when I got time. that, yeah, and when I got that, no idea there'd be a season two for this character. I thought might, this, might this, stay in done. jail. Yeah, yeah, you're jail, or you're, you know, he's done. Because I didn't even get the the final episode until I was shoot till after I shot the first. Uh, Two eps. I didn't get that last episode until right before shooting. I'm like, oh, he's still alive. <laughs> Looks like he's coming back. And then I assumed he's going to die pretty quickly um, in season two. I'm like, oh, he's not going to make it. Um, hope that's not spoiling. But um, um, it, but the cool thing was season two, when I got cast, Chris called me and said, I got good news, bad news. I was like, well, give me the good. He's like, you're in the whole season. Bad news, you die. I was like, <laughs> I was like, hey, I'll take it. I was like, that's. But you got good. a great run. I was psyched. I thought literally this guy's gonna have three apps in season two, because he's just looking to die, and it was a good run. Yeah. So I was psyched. Anyway, yeah, it was great. Yeah. I, I want to go back because I, I, when you said, oh, I, I, there was a couple of things you said that triggered for me when you said I, I reached out and I'm good, good at that. But going back to I connected with the manager. Right. Like. I think... It, and he's in L.A., yeah. And he's in L.A. Yeah. And you're doing a show in L.A., you live here, or you... When you when I, I live here, and I've never, you know, um, he just deals with me from L.A. And when you say you connected with him, I'm like, yeah. I think I want to figure out... I know that they know, they're a manager, and you're an actor, mm-hmm. so they know there might be business interest. Yeah. How do you translate? How do you, how, how do you go from being a friend... Like you, the guy you texted, who's the right, showrunner, right. to making an ask, you know, for something. You well, mean letting that? them know, yeah, letting, letting the showrunner, like the showrunner or the manager or somebody, yeah. letting them know, like, right. hey, I also uh, need something. Yeah, you know, because I'm I'm terrible at it. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. It's a funny thing, like. It's a weird thing. Like I've never asked someone, like, hey, do you think you could hook me up with your agent? Or that's that's an awkward thing, and I get it. I understand why people do it, and that does happen, and it works. Um, I'm pretty good with, I feel very comfortable with someone that I've worked with, and I really respect them, to just reach out. And, and you know, 
I'd reached out, to, you know, and just I'm not always looking for, you know, it's just like like I've texted him a couple weeks ago. It's like, hey, man, I hope the season's going well. Like just to keep in touch, you know, to like it's funny. I guess I'm a little ballsy that way. Um, like I emailed Jason Bateman um, when he was directing The Outsider on HBO. And I'm like, Jason, I know this is probably weird, but any any role on that show, I would love to do it. Blah blah blah. Um, he's like, of course, I'll, I'll you know, I always think of you. And I didn't get cast. I didn't even go in, but I reached out and let him know that I I really you know if it's something I'm really really want or interested in, then you tell I, him. I have no problem, you know. Uh, reaching out and just in a very normal way, just like, hey, if there's anything, I'd love to do it. And because we've worked together, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, I'm not directly saying, hey, is there a part, you know, give me something, or it's just, I feel comfortable enough. And people are cool with that. I, th- you know, well, I that's, think that's the thing to remember is people are cool because we know that's wrong business. You know, it is all about who you, it is who you know. I mean, it really is. I mean, those, like at the Ozark, I would have never gotten that if it weren't for Chris. Uh, you know, the, they'll look at you a little differently. He'll say something to the cast. He's like, I know this guy. He's great. Uh, he did this show with me. And so it is It is people. It is definitely that's connections. I, I'm terrible at networking. Like, that's a different thing, like going out and going to things and trying to introduce myself. That I'm not good at. No, but I think uh, I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm. That's I'm a different. I think that's a skill. Some it's a skill, have. and some people really enjoy that. I, I, I tend to not. No, uh, I think it's interesting because I was like, uh, I think there's an awareness that you want to work at a certain level, or that you're talking yeah. to somebody, and they're at the level, and you have to you have to be able to carry yourself and think that you're at that level. Yeah. You know, and it's funny. Yeah. Like I'm thinking the show when you said Brett brought you in. Yeah. They didn't even want to see me. Brett fought for me. Um, the casting director was like, who's this guy? No, you know, and I found out later that I was up against Ben Foster, um, 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 Paul Sparks, um, and then, um, Jason Butler Harner, actually, who was in Ozark, was up for the role in, in the role I went out for in Low Winter, and, you know, they were like, they were definitely bigger players going out for it, and then, and, Brett was like, oh, it's a long shot, but I really wrote this with you in mind, so I had that connection. And they didn't want to see Ron Cephas Jones either. <laughs> yeah. And now look at him. He's an Emmy winner, two to, whatever, two times. Two times. So yeah. it's like, you know, Brett, I, that's, that's what's great about our company and the people we know is certain people will fight for you and say, you know, like Brett was like, you're going to see this guy. If you don't want to cast him, don't cast him. Right, but so, you're going to see him. Yeah. Uh, Which was all you can do. Yeah. Just like, you know, and and that was amazing that he did that. That was... Actually, all my theater was pretty much through Brett. And, you know, obviously Steve and I had done some stuff, but most of theater was Brett. The plays I've done that are, like, productions were Brett. Which is weird. I guess I like the dark stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Red C. Leonard, (laughs) you know. Uh, yeah, it's funny. Un- unconditional. Unconditional. Um, um, scotch and water. Leonard. I did that in London and New York. Um, I feel like I've done more Brett Leonard plays. Um, it's a ton, tons of readings of his. That might have actually... Yeah, that's it. Those two plays. But, but, long, but long life of yeah. getting there, too. Yeah. And it's funny. I was thinking about 
I met you in Arabia. Yeah, and, that's right, it's when we met. And, uh, well, no, but it's good. It's, it's good, and it's good that he... I'm, I love the fact that he fought for you. And also, yeah. I wrote this with you in mind. Yeah. You think that's enough for the person who's producing yeah. the show to be like, yeah. well, we should read that guy to yeah. see what he was... Just I would do it to see what yeah. the writer was thinking. Well, they gave him flack. The cat. They were like, yeah. no. And, and then he pushed it, and it worked out. Um, and I think he still pushed, once they saw it, he pushed Chris Mundy and the showrunner to really take a look at it and you know look at it with different eyes than you would if you didn't know me at all well and it's, so it's it very funny out. the only reason when you said they're doing it for plays now putting people on tape and they are I hadn't done it as a director mm -hmm. but two people recommended this two different people recommended yeah. this actor and they're and not it's, in and New it's a young actor and yeah. it's a young part and I thought I why not like, well why not if you're both separately saying you should see this person and, and they're not in New York City, and you can't see them. Yeah, I'm like, all right. I, I, I definitely would think if I was director of a play, I'd prefer to see the person. Oh, you live. want them in the room? Definitely. But we can put them in, in the room. theater. Um, but we're going to do a callback. But it was funny because right. you watched it, and you do what you said is right, and I think it's the thing for people to remember. Like, because somebody told me to watch it. Yeah. If if she, if this person had just submitted, right, and I didn't know them, I would have watched it and thought, well, I feel okay about the people I met. Right. You know, it would have been a different perspective. But I'm watching with two people recommended, That's and I right. thought, so you're oh, this look is good. It. Yeah. You know? and it was, it's just like people are going to look at you differently. You know, they're going to be like, if I go in for a role, they're going to go, oh, I saw Ozark. I'm going to look at them a little differently. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's it's always good. <laughs> it's funny. You just reminded me. I'm like, yeah, that's going to change. Yeah. And so I thought I should ask this other question. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know that you come in and people are perceiving you differently. Yes. What do you carry into the room now yeah, that's different? Question. Okay, that's a very good question. Oh, well, right off the bat, I'm a lot less nervous. Um, a, I have more experience, but B, I know in my mind, I've done a show like that with some of the best talent out there, and I could handle myself and felt good about it so it's like the, the confidence of just even if you know prior to that i knew it was a good actor but i don't know if i can handle it or i don't know what would happen if i'm on a big show and and the camera's on me and so i definitely feel way more confident um and i don't feel like i have to prove anything at all anymore Whereas before, you know, when you're struggling, you don't know you, you want to prove that you're good and you want to prove what you can do. And that has its, you know, um, problems when you try to do that too much or, but, uh, which is natural. It's a problem even yeah. if it's in your head. Yeah. You know, even natural. if it's not showing up. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an energy and, you know, and so I definitely feel confident enough to be like, let's do that again or stop and be like, no, um, you know, it's funny, I just did a show two weeks ago, a new show, FBI Most Wanted, and um, I was, I don't really get nervous at all on set. I actually look forward to it. Theater, I do get terrified, but TV, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I, I actually look forward to going, doing it, see what's going to happen. But they put the camera on me, you know, and they were doing a close-up, and it was my footage, where I'm being interrogated, and I just went blank. I'm like sitting there, and I'm like, I start talking, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Let's, let's, let's do it again. I just, you know, you can actually stop and and say the line, but I, I was like, I was totally lost. I'm like, let's do it again. They're like, 
Okay. Do it again. Guys, I'm blank again. <laughs> so I totally blanked. I didn't feel nervous. It's just something to it. Something you know, happened. the camera's on you, and it's just like, wow, I don't know my lines. And then I just sat there, and I, normally if that had happened without the experience, like, I would have freaked out. And been like, oh, my God, they're going to, you know, they're going to hate me, blah, blah, blah. And the leads were like, dude, don't worry. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it again. Let's go. And so I did it again. Click. It, ha it was great. Right. What I learned in that moment, and I've... And I should have, next time, the lead actor, um, I could see when it, his thing happened, he, I could see he kind of blanked. But he handled it beautifully, and this is a very smart move. He just like sat there and he went, you know, I think I'm going to walk from this side instead of, like he just covered his ass. <laughs> instead of saying, uh, I'm blank, I don't know where I am. He just went, you know what, I think, but I could see it in his eye. <laughs> I'm looking at him like he doesn't know his line. You know, so no, I just was, want to do it differently. Yeah, I, I just, just want to. What would you think? And now, granted, he's the lead of the show, so a little different. But and what's great about that also is you, um, when you, you did not know you you blanked. It's yeah. different than I didn't do the work. Uh, right? Oh yeah. You know that's different. But very I very different. And sitting there at, <clears throat> with the confidence of, I blanked, but I come with credibility. So nobody's. Right. You don't have any doubt that no. when you say, hey, I blanked, everybody's like, yeah, that happens. Yeah, or, it, yeah, they're not sitting there going, who the fuck is this guy? You're 25 and you didn't, you, have, yeah. you don't have the, you're that not experience behind yeah, you. Yeah. Then you're terrified yeah. that they're yeah. going to say, who the hell is this yeah. guy? As opposed to the lead who's like, yeah, I just blanked two minutes ago. Yeah. You know? And it happens all the time. And, and, and it's a, and, and you there's a hundred reasons. And, I, I, you know, um, the amazing thing Julia did, and that was really impressive for such a young actress. You know, she had so many lines and so many, you know, speeches and whatever. And she would literally say a line, let's say my line is, um, let's go, we're going to be late. You know, she would go, let's, let's go, let's go, we're going to be late. She would just go back, go back so they don't cut. Because yeah. they can cut that in the editing. Instead of if they cut the camera, that's more of a problem and then it's like they got to reset. But she just, stop, start. Stop, start. And you can totally do that. The problem with where I was, I was like, I don't know where I am. I, was like, that was I, different. I can't. It wasn't just a mess up on how I did it. I was like, I don't know where I am right now. <laughs> so. It's funny. I was actually, that was actually one of my questions. I thought, wow, you were in a company of yeah. obviously really established people, yeah. but some incredibly talented mm. young people. Yeah. And what do you think they brought? Like, how how did I, they have that confidence I, I to do know. what they were doing? I, you know, because I think they were amazing. Julia in particular is just, she's just really talented. She works really hard. Um, she's very professional. She has fun, but she's very professional. Um, I think she's really nervous all the time, but but when the camera's on her, she's she's on. You know, she, you know, but I think she's always worried that, it, you know, we're all worried. Is it going to be good? Is it this? But, um She's just so talented, and that's why she's a star now and where she is. Um, I, I don't, you know, that's, it's funny with, with Cade, I wasn't nervous. Uh, there were moments, but I, I just was nervous because I felt like such a different person. You know, I took on this different way of moving, thinking, and just really, um, it just allowed me to have this confidence that it wasn't me. I wasn't playing me, and so I just wasn't really nervous. You know, it was like, 
I'm someone completely different. And so that was fun, you know, to just be this guy and, and, and be a total asshole and just, you know, have these violent feelings and thoughts. And it was very playful. Like, I I wasn't brooding in a corner or, or like, taking it off set. It was just, you know, we would crack jokes in between takes, especially even really violent scenes or dramatic scenes. You know, we'd always keep it light a little bit in between shooting because you just fry out. I mean, you can't maintain it. I can't. No. You've done the work. The work's there. It'll it'll be there, you know, and you can have, and it's more playful, and you can take on this other person and, and have fun doing it, you know. The days of back in, like, um, the Arabia days were, like, so, you know, when I was so-called more methody or whatever, where I'd have to torture myself and, and, and not talk to anybody, you know, that's not fun for me. You right. know, I want to have fun. Yeah. I'm going to do my work, and I'm going to enjoy the experience of it. Do you... Because do you, I'm thinking about, like, if you could go back, right. would you tell yourself, hey, you can, you can have yeah. more fun? Yeah, I, w- I would. I would say, you know, it's playful. It's, 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 it's you know, it's, um, it's intuitive and playful, and there's a way to work where you can transform and be this other person, but and joyful, you know, have a joy where you have the love of what you do come through. And, 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 and you can be, you can relax a little bit when you're off, off camera and just chill out and not feel like you've got to maintain this, this. Now, certain roles more than other, of course. But that you can, you, you know, and it depends on the person's personality. Um, some people just don't want to talk to anyone else, but you can enjoy it, you know. <laughs> so, like, so like somebody could somebody yeah. could cultivate the personality. Yeah. I'm in character. They yeah. just don't want anybody around them. Yeah, you know, and that's their personality, and they don't want to chit chat. You know, first there is De Niro, like doesn't like to talk to anyone and whatever, and that's fine and it works. Um, but you have to trust what works for you. Yeah. If you're that person, you enjoy not speaking and not talking or not. That's fine. You know, I know Phil was like that. I mean, I know he would seclude himself, and and I get it, and it worked for him. But it's not going to work for everybody else, you know? Whatever brings out your best work, and you have to, that just takes time and experience. I mean, to really trust that. To trust that I don't have to be this, you know, angsty person, actor, and you, you could just, just got to trust it. And trust, and trust, yeah, like I, I think what you said about trust that you be yourself. Yeah. You know, and you, and and I think that's the hardest, it's funny to say the yeah. hardest thing, but I think the hardest thing in the early career is the trust that like, yeah. you're enough, you know, that idea that you're enough. You're enough. And, yeah. and, 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 and ironically, to me, I've realized more and more as I've gotten, uh, I feel what excites me more as an actor, as I've gotten older and more experienced, is I don't need my personality as Trevor to be, you know, on screen. Um, I'm interested in coming at it very openly and letting this other energy come through um, from the writing, from my imagination, and let that discover that and see what that person is and and let that transform you you know rather than you using your head and mind and ego to try to like make it a certain thing i'm more interested in 
letting the language and the other people and letting that be enough to transform you that you're going to come through as you're Patrick doing Hamlet's going to come through, you know, completely different than anybody else without you having to try to do that. You know what I mean? Right. You can't avoid it. Yeah. You can't avoid it. And it, you know, and it may be a very different personality than you, but your inner stuff's going to come out. But what, that, what you're talking about also is an act of faith. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, uh, I always, always want to ask, like, when did that happen? When, but over time, you got, you got yeah. comfortable enough to trust yeah. yourself. Right. And have that faith of, like, yeah. let go of a little bit of control. Yeah. It's really about letting go of control. Um, and I'm finding that when I enter the work alone in a bedroom working on the script, I try to enter it without control. I try to open without, like a blank canvas, like a painter sitting in front of it with just an open, like, let's see what's going to come up. And, and instead of, I've got to figure this out, or I've got to be this, or I've got to be that. Like, I, I will say, I don't think I make any choices uh, as an actor. I think choices happen. Uh, I, I discover choices, and they will translate, hopefully, as, oh, these are great choices. But I don't mentally think, there's moments you might go, I think I'm going to do that, of course. But I, I try not to mentally map it out about choices I'm going to make. Uh, what are you looking at? What is, what is the foundation to start? The language for me. Uh, to me, it's the word on the page. Um, and then I let that word, um, I let the words kind of go, I go over on them and over them and over them. And I let them sort of just drop into my imagination and let the images come out and the feelings come out. Uh, and I can experience that happening when I'm, when I'm sitting with a script. I can, it's almost like a visualization, I'm sort of a very relaxed visualization, and you see, I can see the trailer park, I can, I can smell the fire going out, I can, I can hear the birds, I can, I can hear a car pull up. So you do all this fun stuff that puts you in that reality, given from the script. Uh, you're getting it from the, the description of the script and the words. And so those things start to play on you, and then you leave it alone. You just keep doing it. You go over it again, leave it alone, go over it. And then stuff starts to emerge, which is very interesting that you're yeah. not controlling because it's coming from unconsciousness in a way. It's coming from this other uh, level of consciousness that you're not um, making happen, which to me is very exciting. It is exciting. Also, what um, I heard is also going back and doing it again. You, you going just, back and oh, doing it again. I mean, like, I may pour hours over one scene, but it doesn't feel like it because I'm not using a mental analysis so much. I mean, you do step back and analyze a scene at points and go, what's really happening here, of course. But it, it's not, I'm not mapping out choices mentally. Um, and so it feels fresh every time. Uh, but yet layers are starting to happen. Layers of, of things are happening because of this very intense work, uh, but, but, you know, in a way, playful work. Um, so it's, it's interesting. And the, the other thing was a big, big thing that I'd stopped doing at some point um, was I never, this is a crazy thing maybe to people, but I never, uh, at least for film or TV, I never say the words out loud until I'm on the set. I never say it out loud or practice it 
or um, you know, I play with a voice, and they play with like, mm, how's this guy talk, and you know, what's his rhythms with other person's lines, but I will not say my words out loud until I'm on that... I may whisper just, it a little This is crazy. I was going to ask me. Yeah, I know that's I, weird, but I won't do it. I don't I think that's do weird. It. My thing is, I, I you know, I, I just... Because uh, I don't want to get in a pattern. Right. No, I that's good. I don't want to get into a, a way of doing it and locked into a way of doing it. So it keeps you it, say it in your head? Yeah, well, I can hear him, I can hear him, the voice. I can hear myself speak in, in you know, uh, as this character in my in my imagination... Um, and I see myself talking and feel myself talking, but I don't, I might even whisper it very softly, but I don't, um, say the words verbally until I'm on the set. I've been doing Until these, we read through it the first time. I've been doing these monologues and right. solo shows lately, uh, started a couple of years ago. Theater may be a little, well, But I was going to say, for that, it was funny. Yeah. I'm terrified because my acting muscle is not that strong, right. so memorization. Yeah. And the show's an hour and I'll go for a run, and I'll yeah. say it out loud for the hour. And yeah. as soon as I finish the run and I'm, like, showered, I'm like, how do I know I know it now? I know. You know? I, <laughs> I know. I will draw the lines out loud. That's what I'm curious about. For memorization, about. Uh, but very flat wrote. Okay. I'll be like, ba da 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 But I will say the lines but out that's, loud sometimes. That's, that's different. Just for memorization. Okay. But, but this way of working, when I was describing, you're already memorized, pretty much, because it's been so poured over that... You know, unless it's an audition, you got a day or whatever that might be different. I'll just drill the lines, but um, yeah, I will do that out loud, but in a very rote, like, okay, right, that's making sure I got it. Yeah, Good. just knowing the words, like, I'm not listening to myself, I'm not doing a performance, or I'm not, yeah, 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 no, it makes me, yeah, it's funny. I'm, I was thinking about the memorization part of it, and like, that's for me the I test. I say it, and then I think, well, I, one person should that would be scary to memorize yeah. and just and it's and it's the same, you know, yeah. it's interesting, it is, you, <laughs> yeah, it is. At some point, when this is over, we're going to talk about it because I read we're on the interviewing, right. I read your IMBD, right. you know, uh -huh. and it said on it because my solo show was on suicide awareness, oh. and on the thing, we're going to talk about the yeah. fact that, like, oh. Suicide Hotline that you yeah. volunteer on it. Yeah. And I thought, but... That was actually another job I did. I did volunteer in L.A., but I did a, I actually did work for the Covenant House on pay, on payroll. Here? Yeah, a long time ago. It was brutal. No, it's Just not easy. brutal. But, but what I learned doing that yeah. show, the 60-minute thing is, and I... Because then I've directed prior to that like 20 solo shows, and I didn't realize like how you have to be as vulnerable as an actor. You have to put yourself in the moment, fully yeah. commit to the what you're doing in that second, yeah. and you have to hit the right idea because you hitting the right idea is cueing yourself. Yeah, and yeah. so that's right. You can't, you know, because you you're not going to get it just because you know it for an hour. It's right. like you say this, and you're like, oh, that yeah. keyword clicks the next line, just like you would be yeah. cueing me. And I'm like, I was like, oh, which is why I was. Always be nervous. But the funny thing is, it's like anything else. You walk out on, you say the first line. And then it starts, yeah. And you're doing yeah. your job. Uh, one man show would terrify me. I mean, that's <laughs> that takes some balls. Um, that I'm, I'm going to awesome. write you one. <laughs> no way, dude. <laughs> that's, that and stand-up comedy would just terrify me. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna back up on the yeah, terrified. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna yeah. back up and go, when you're, when you're uh, four months, five months of quiet, yeah. What do you do? What keeps you going? Well, I obviously have a son, so, yeah. so that is great, and I get to spend my time with him and my wife. 
Um, you know, I'm I I'm got a pretty boring life now. You know, um, uh, I don't drink anymore. I don't know if you know. I haven't had a drink in about a year and a half, so I don't party. Um, so I don't go to bars. That explains uh, why it looks so good. I, I, I hope, but you know, thank you. But no, I, yeah, I lost like 25 pounds because of no drinking. Um, you know, so I'm pretty quiet. You know, I just, I go to the gym a lot. Um, I watch a lot of, you know, shows on Netflix and just try it for my homework. And just, you know, I like to, like right now I'm binging Sons of Anarchy, which I've yeah. never seen. <laughs> I binge, I'm on season seven right now. And uh, I started it like a week and a half ago, so I've been binging the hell out of it. <laughs> um, you know, my wife, my son's like, "Are you watching that Sons of Anarchy again?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm, like sorry. I'm, I'm working." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm working." Come on, I'm, I'm. That's it. I do steal stuff um, from people all the time. Like I will watch. Um, like when I did Ozark, I watched Winter's Bone probably seven or eight times, which I love that movie with John Hawks. And I would steal. I, you know, I look and I'm like. I like what he's doing there. I'm going to try to make it my own and do, you know, do all the time. So, like the role I did on the FBI, I was a biker gang leader. So I was watching it initially because of that, just for inspiration and just, you know, for ideas. And then I got sucked into the show. <laughs> now I love it. But So, yeah, I don't, you know, read, chill, spend time with my family. Um, you and know. not worry. Yeah. I, yeah, I, you know. Obviously, financial is always, you're always worried when you have a kid and you're living in New York and you know, you're married. And um, But I try not to freak out about money, you know. Um, and luckily, work has been coming in. So I'm, I'm you know, gets me my health insurance and all that. So, um, but, yeah, I try to just take care of myself in a way that's going to let me be the best I can be. You know, um, so that's, yeah. Um, and then my, my, my one more question, yeah. which is simple, but, yeah. it's, uh, but advice. I mean, it's sort of, we talked about what you would do your younger self and would you right. care, but what would you, uh, what would you give, what would you tell a 25-year-old, anything, this regarding trying career? To, to go in a career, I, I would, I would say... Oh, that's a tough one. It's a good one. Um, I would say um, tr try not to have a plan B. I, I really would try to say, you know, you got to do what you have to do, but try to somehow not have a like a time limit on it. You know, it took me 15, 20 years to even have a kind of career. Um, and then I would say training is important, or, you know, or studying a little bit. You know, with someone that you really trust um, that can guide you if you're really um, untrained. Um, and then, but don't, I, I would say the thing differently. I don't necessarily think you have to go to grad school. I don't, you know, if you know you want to be an actor and you know you want to do TV, film, theater, I, I would say just go out and do it. Find ways to do it. Student films I did a long time. Like, uh, just you know, get yourself on camera, get on stage, get involved with a theater group. But I, I don't think you have to go to a conservatory and spend, uh, you know, hundred and some grand uh, and be in debt, unless you really want to teach and be, you know, in another university and be a teacher. Maybe, but 
I'd say get some training just to give you the confidence with someone you trust. You know, word of mouth, like a Maggie Flanagan studio or a Bill Esper studio, you know. Um, there's so many teachers out there. Or a Patrick Lowe. Do you teach acting? Or a Patrick development. Okay. <laughs> uh, but, you know, um, just try to do it. But it know? is to do it. And it's interesting because you... And don't, try not to doubt yourself. Try to take care of yourself and not... It's just that's a tough one because that just takes time for most people. And it's funny when you said, oh, it took me 15, 20 years, yeah. right? But if I think back that I met you around 20 yeah. years ago. Yeah. You might have been 30. in a cr- 15 years ago. Yeah. I'm going to go somewhere around 10 years ago when we read uh, Lights Out. Yeah. Uh, Was that 10 years ago? I think it might have been <gasps> nine maybe. But yeah, oh we did a God. reading of my play. You, I, I think you might have been thinking there's always the career struggle, but there was yeah. no doubt. There was no question from anybody who knew you or knew yeah. me that we're in the middle of a career from the outside. Right. They're like, oh, those guys are in it. Right. They're doing it. Right. You know, and and it's funny. I think it's hard to have that perception because you say, well, it yeah. took me 20 years. Yeah. And it's like... You know, that's interesting, too, because... I always would feel, and that's a tough one too, and try not to do that to yourself, and, and you know, but we all do it. Like, I remember you know, when I would struggle and struggle, I'd look at the Zayas' new Ortiz and be like, wow, I want to be in that circle. I want to be in that kind of level of, you know, and it's so hard to compare and, and, and feel you should be at a certain place, and it's a tough one, man. I mean, that's that, that can really, uh, you know, eat you up, and, and, you know, and it will happen. It- and it does. It's human. It's you funny, will you're going to measure because you're always thinking. Because you respect their work. And, right before and, we talked, Aaron, Aaron Weiner yeah. was the first person I interviewed for this. Yeah. And that's what he talked about. He goes, you're always looking at somebody else. And somebody else is always working more. Yeah. And then there's another person looking at you. Right. Thinking, thinking oh, my God. And, you know, and it's like, like what we were talking about earlier. It's like, oh, he must just be rolling in money or that, or just never stop. And it's not, it's, it's not really true. And, and so it's like. It's always greener, you know. It always... It, yeah, and you got to let go of that because... You do. If you're doing the work, you're, you, you, you know... Somebody else w- wishes they were doing the yeah. work. Everyone's timing's different. Everyone's journey, timing. You're, you're a unique individual person that's going to have their path, and it's you just can't compare. I mean, everyone's... I remember when I got out of Rutgers, uh, Bill Esper was my teacher. Um, he was the chair at the time. And that's why I went there because of Bill. But and did uh, you go? Did you go grad? Yeah, I did. Yeah, okay. and I did. But Bill was my teacher in the city. He was also my teacher at Rutgers, and uh, which is, was a Meisner training. And um, I mean, we had our exit interviews, and I was like this cocky, like I'm just going to be the shit when I come out of here, and you know. And uh, I remember Bill just looked at me. He said two very interesting things. Um, you know, Bill would always, you know, get you to do this and that. And Bill said two very interesting things. He was like, you're not going to work for 15 to 20 years. And I was like, yeah. I was like, laughed at him. I'm like, yeah, yeah, right. He goes, no, you're you're more of a character actor. You're, you may not work for 15, 20 years. You know, and I was like, oh, shut up. And then the second thing he said, and he was right. The second thing, <laughs> the second thing he said was. I don't want to get the nod with the second thing. I want to yeah. make sure to hear that. But when you say he was right, people need to know it doesn't mean you weren't working. Working at all or not. You didn't hit your stride. You didn't hit your... I didn't have 
a visible career where I was making a, a decent living, where I felt because that's that yeah. gets said to a lot of people. Yes, that gets said, of like you Good know, point. but in, they Good say point. like, "Oh, you're going to work in your mid thirties." Yeah, and it's because somebody who's fifty right. can look at you and go, "Oh, you're going to fall into your character and your right physical type, and all yeah. this is going to blossom." That's right. And opportunities are going to come. That's what it is, and they can see it. And it's like, of course, you're 22, and you're like, "But I'm Juliet." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Or I'm Hamlet. Yeah. You know? And that's a very good point. You know, you will work. If you're if you're passionate about it, you work hard, you're gonna But it's, but you're not gonna hit that what, recognizable career yeah. and that hit yeah. your sweet spot of work. Right. And and the other thing he said was um and he was not talking just about film or TV. I mean he, he was more like that, but he, you know, he was saying in general, just do nothing. Just just simply listen and just trust yourself. When you work, when you work, he's like, just don't do too much. You've got enough going on. You know, we all think we got to be more intense. He's like, it's all there. Just trust it. And I was just like, wait a minute, all this, this breaking me down. I got to have my actions and my beats and my objectives. And he's just like, just at the end of the day, trust it. And it is true. You know, I mean, to a degree, you do all the work, but then at the end of the day, let it go. Just, just be, just, just be simple and and trust that it's all happening. You know, fifteen, twenty years hit your stride. How long did it take you to do that? What? Nothing. <laughs> I still do too much. <laughs> I still do. You know, um, you know, you know, and that's I don't know. I mean, that's. And the trap of that is you can't try to do nothing. Uh, you can't try to to just I'm gonna be this real nothing happening. You know, it, it, it's a paradox. It's a total, you know, like someone like Phil, uh, who was very rigorous in his work, and you know, but at the end of the day, Phil, I bet you he couldn't explain what he how he did what he did, and um, as rich as he has stuff go on, he does. The, on one level, he's doing so much, but on another, he's not doing much, you know. And and that's yeah, that was just his gift, you know. And and he just trusted that, and just you know. So it's it's a paradox. It's yeah, a, it's a it's a it's, funny. it's a big paradox. It is, and a trust trust that you're doing. It's funny, you I know. Think, I think about coming into the room and going, what you're about to, to going. Uh, oh, I'm going to talk to Trevor and trust that you know what. We'll find something We're to talk find about. Something to talk about. Yeah. And we did. Yeah. So it was great. Thank you, man. Really great, too. Really appreciate it. Ah, I love that. I love that. I love talking to Trevor. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Uh, he's just genuine. He, he's such a great guy. And I love that we talked about the, the longevity of... The career, and that both of us, you know, when we think about the work when we were starting out, and you know, and always thinking that you want to be somewhere else, and as uh, you know, you want to be working as much as someone else is working, and someone's looking at you, thinking they want to be working on your level, and reminded me of a conversation I had with a friend of mine uh, who just who did the New York City Marathon earlier this month, and I saw him in the park two days afterwards, and. I was finishing my run, and he was walking because uh, he had just run the marathon. And when we were talking, it was just funny to me because he was comparing himself to, like, what he wanted the marathon to be. And 
And he said, oh, it's weird to be out here not, you know, he'd just run the marathon. He thought, I'm out in the park and I'm seeing all these runners go by and it's weird that I'm not running and they are running. And it, it struck me because it's like, He's basically like being on a TV show or being in a Broadway run for a year, and then two days after it closed, you're like, look at all these people working, and I'm not working. And it made me think about the longevity of it because he did the marathon. And I think he probably doing the marathon inspired the people who were in the park running that day. I know that when I'm running in the park after the marathon, I'm always fantasizing about maybe doing the marathon, doing the New York City Marathon, you know, being in it. And I just think we lose perspective of the achievement because also in it he was you know it was interesting we were talking about the challenging challenges of the run the cramping that happens and all that and I'm like yeah but you did it you had a goal and you set out and you did it and I just want to you know it was like with Trevor like when we were talking it you know 15 years it's easy to gauge yes I'm on a tv show I'm on Ozark and it's really successful so that's an easy mile mark to say, oh, I'm doing something. But all along the way, in the training, and my f- my friend who I'm talking about, uh, you know, in his run, it's like the, the weeks of training, you're doing it, you're showing up, you're doing the work, and not to lose track of the fact that, like, all of it's beneficial. And then, you know, you, sure, you finish it, and your next thing is, oh, I want to do another one, and I want to do it better. You know, and that's good. That's the motivation we have. But I was really, really touched by it because I wanted to... Th- just wanted to remind him, and I did in the park, I said, look, I think people in this park are running because they saw you run. And you did the training and actually getting running the marathon. And I don't know if I've, I've run it too, and I like to view it as a victory lap because you're really just celebrating the training. So when you just want to encourage people, as I'm starting out at the beginning of season two, to think like when you hit the mile mark you were looking at, Take a moment and celebrate it. And, you know, whether it went perfect or didn't go perfect doesn't matter. Just know that you hit the goal. You set out to do something, you did it. It's great that you have another goal, but don't diminish the fact that we've hit one goal. Uh, Whether it's your first job, first department, signing an agent, getting equity, assisting somebody you admire, whatever level it is, celebrate it, enjoy it, respect the fact that you did it, and... um, and then set the next goal and start to work towards it and enjoy it because uh, it's, it's a long run, just like Trevor and I talked about and how long we've been doing this, it's, uh, and it's continuous. And uh, But I'm really glad you're listening, glad you checked out. I'm glad you're back season two, and tell your friends about it. Do us a favor, listen, listen. Uh, you can hear it on iTunes if you like it. Rate it. Give us a five-star rating. That does help. I'm learning more and more about that. And um, email us, bullpen at thefarmtheater.org. Tell us if there's anything you want to talk about. Give us any feedback. And with that, we're out. <laughs>